0: Hello, White Sox fans, and welcome into a playoff winner edition of Sox On Tap. That feels good to say. I am Johnny Nani. I have Tony Marchese here with me today, once again, recapping a White Sox playoff winner, 4-1, to one, the final today over the Oakland Athletics. Tony, this is unprecedented territory for us. How you doing, my man?
1: Johnny, all I've got to say is let's crack them. Let's talk about a White Sox playoff winner Again, like that just sounds so unprecedented. It sounds so weird to say. It's it's fucking amazing to be talking about it with you, especially, Johnny, before we get into anything else, I want to wish you a happy birthday. How fucking awesome is it to be talking about the White Sox in a playoff victory on your birthday when your favorite player, your favorite player on this team, comes back today, I apologize to the listeners. My voice is terrible right now because I've been screaming at the TV for two fucking weeks. (laughs) Like, absolutely screaming at the TV for two weeks, and the White Sox are to blame. You probably heard it before during last year. When I would go to a series of White Sox games, I would lose my voice screaming at this team. I have lost my voice for the first time in 2020 screaming at the White Sox, but Johnny... We're here. We're talking about a playoff victory. How awesome is it for you right now, sitting here, taking this in? First
0: of all, I want to say thank you uh, for the birthday wishes and thank you to everybody, all of our listeners, followers, anyone on Twitter that interacts with us, uh, that wish me happy birthday, all the on guys in person on Saturday. Um, I really appreciate it, first of all. But second of all, uh, yeah, the stars kind of aligned, Tony, that scenario that you talked about. My guy, uh, Lurie Legend, Lurie Garcia, returned today. Um, i had heard a little bit of good news over the weekend uh, from team medical staff, not uh, dishing out any names or anything, but i had heard positive news, didn't want to share it, break it, make it official. But obviously, uh, when that official roster came out before the game today, Lurie was on it and he was in the game uh, because Eloy could not play today, still dealing with that mid-foot strain. So, um, yeah, all the stars align, and obviously the win makes it that much sweeter. And then, you know, probably my second favorite player on the team, uh, Yasmani Grandal, goes deep for an insurance bomb and does a sick bat drop. Uh, it, it, It couldn't have been more perfect, Tony. That's the bottom line.
1: I mean, if there was a birthday present for you, from the White Sox, I feel like this would be it. But before we get into anything else, Johnny, we got to plug the site, man. Yeah, we for gotta sure. We got to plug the site.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, make sure you go into ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. You can follow us on Twitter at Socks and the main account at Ontap Sportsnet. So, um, Tony, let's get into the uh, nitty gritty of this game. Uh, like I'd mentioned, uh, 4-1 ended up being the final uh, this afternoon. Uh, Lucas Giolito, we're starting initial thoughts here. He's got to be number one on this list Um I I texted you, me, and Andrew Kinsler. We have a little group text. We we just kind of shoot the shit uh, about random, you know, life musings. And obviously the White Sox are are a big topic conversation there since we're all uh, on this show rotating and whatnot. But um, what did I say when I texted you guys? I said, Lucas Giolito has not been there, but he needs to act like he's been there before. Um, He sure as shit did that today. Um, Seven innings, two hits, one earned run, one walk, eight strikeouts. He was perfect through six today. Um, That that was absolutely phenomenal. That's just my initial thoughts. What about you?
1: Hey, you come out there with the humble brag. I'll give it to uh, myself as well. Uh, What did I say in that group chat? The Sox need to come out and at least give him some run support early, and the White Sox did that. Obviously, they didn't get it done in the first inning, but Adam Mangle uh, was able to deliver, and we'll get to that later. Lucas Giolito, man, you talk about it. uh, He needed to come out there and act like he's been there before. This guy looked like a man fucking possessed today. Did you see a screenshot
0: of him looking into the uh, the the plate? I was
1: trying trying so hard to find the camera in order to get that. And I've got a picture of him about like two seconds after you get that
0: grimace. I, it was shared around pretty uh, you know, heavily today, but rightfully so uh, for the performance that he put up. So I think it's going to have to be used again. You're probably sick of seeing it, but you're going to see it again tomorrow when we tweet this episode out. Um, that is going to be uh, the image used along with it. So uh, absolutely dominant is the word that I have for him.
1: I do. I have the same thoughts as well, man. Domination fucking on. And you know what's really funny is before the game starts. I'm watching the White Sox pregame show, and I see him drinking a Red Bull. And I look over to Jen, my wife, for those that don't know her name. uh, Johnny does, obviously. He's been over to the house a few times. I look at Jen, and I go, God damn it. Why is he drinking a Red Bull? Because every time I drink a Red Bull, Johnny, I get really fucking jittery. Yeah. I get really fucking jittery. I'm like, he should not be drinking a Red Bull right now. And she looks at me, and she goes, well, it's going to give him wings and carry him through this game. And I go... No, I, the last thing I need from Lucas Giolito right now is jittery Lucas Giolito because we've yeah. seen jittery Lucas Giolito before. And maybe my body reacts to Red Bull a little bit differently than Lucas Giolito's body reacts to Red Bull. But every time I drink that shit, like, I'm I'm bouncing. And, I mean, I was already bouncing before this game. I didn't yeah. even need a Red Bull to be bouncing before this game. <laughs> like, my right leg probably has not stopped moving since about fucking – Eight o'clock last night. And I'm like, I'm I'm just thinking there, sitting there thinking, I'm like, the last thing I need is him missing his location because he's fucking pounding a Red Bull before this game. My wife calmly tells me whatever he needs to do to get himself mentally ready for this game. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be commenting on that. And I'm like, no. I don't want that to fucking happen. <laughs> well, that's, I don't, that's what we do
0: here. We come yes, everything. Yes.
1: I'm like, I'm going to comment on this. I'm going to make my statement made. I don't want him doing that. And like, we're, we're sitting there in like the third inning and she's looking at me and she's like, I think that Red Bull fucking worked for him. I'm like, no, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, I, 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 I just don't understand how this is happening. But again, then she comes back with the, the with, with the statement that, uh, You know, like, does anybody, like, comment on, like, how you wake up? And I'm thinking back to myself here. I'm like, I wake up like a fucking train wreck. (laughs) Nine times out of ten, it's it's a train wreck. Like, getting me from, like, point A to point B. Point A being my bed to, like, me stepping out into, like, quarantine 2020, getting to my laptop that's normally five feet away from me. That's a train (laughs) wreck trying to get to that point. So – Lucas Giolito needs to drink a Red Bull. This is the this is what we've we've accomplished now. Understanding Lucas Giolito should drink like two Red Bulls before his next start.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's gonna be ratcheted up. Uh, and yeah. get the next start here. Get, so get, get uh, through
1: that sixth inning I, to, to the to the next.
0: I just wanted to comment on really quick. Uh, it's a legitimate concern though with the jitters. Not like I said, you know, with the preparation, whatever they need to do. I I, I get that, um, whatever. But with the jitters, we've seen it before, and especially in big games. And I know the at opening day, a little bit different scenario, You're coming off a very quick ramp up time. But um, you you see how he can be when he the jitters are there. The location is just non-existent, and yeah. the game can be out of hand really quick. And I think that that was one of my big concerns, um, and, and it was a legitimate one, I think. But he dispelled all that, and that's excellent. I, we love being proven wrong here uh, when that happens. But the, uh, there's a concern in the back of my mind that, you know, kid that's never been there before, and that's why I said he needs to act like he has, and he certainly did that today. So excellent stuff from Mr. Giolito on the mound. Uh, let's get into how these runs were scored. Um, bottom of the second, who would have thought first White Sox playoff run since 2008 Comes off the bat of Adam
1: Angle. Nobody, nobody would have thought that. If, no. if if there were like betting odds back in 2017 for fucking Adam Angle to be the guy to get the Sox on the board first in the playoff game, I don't think anybody would have bet it unless you're throwing like a dollar down to win a thousand, like. Yeah. Fucking holy shit. And I even went back after he hit that home run. And I tweeted a few of them out. I went back and I searched my, my handle and Adam Engel just to go see how much shit I've talked about this guy <laughs> over the past few years. And I was like appalled. And that doesn't even account for some of the shit that I've said about Adam Engel on this show mm-hmm. on Shy Socks Weekly. To my friends in text messages. So she's like, How much shit have we talked about Adam Engel? And here he is getting the socks on the board first. That's so White Sox. Yeah, you said that. And that's where we're. it's
0: nice that we're turning a corner here. Obviously, in the past, you know. Three years, that's so White Sox has been associated with everything negative uh, surrounding the White Sox. Now it can kind of get into the more unexpected, uh possibly good here, if they can keep this thing rolling. Um that, So it's nice to see that shift in that. So White Sox and then uh, just to, in and of itself, the story of Adam Angle, I think it's uh, just, you know, a testament to his work ethic and the market improvements he's made at the plate. Obviously, this is off of a lefty, Lizardo, uh at this time, and he has been so much better against them he's made that improvement especially i think white sox dave made the comment when he was on here last week um about basically when he came up from um minor leagues uh, mid last summer probably around August, yep. early August time. Um, and you can see it, obviously, in the results and just his confidence, as approach at the plate. So, um, like I said, that was in the second inning that put the Sox up 1-0. In the third, MVP, Tony, my favorite segment here. I know uh, the, the stat guys would probably hate this, but I love game-winning hits. No matter when they may come, we talk about it in hockey all the time. It's always a big stat. Game-winning, game-winning goal. Goals. Game-winning hit. From Jose Abreu came in the third inning, two-run shot. Um, that was after Timmy was on with the second hit of the day, I believe. So um, that made it 3-0 Sox MVP.
1: That's all I got to say about that, man. Hey, I talked about it yesterday with Buzz. When we went to the pick-to-click, there was no doubt in my mind that Jose Abreu was going to show up today, whether it, have, whether it was a home run defensive play, something that Jose Abreu was going to do today was going to affect the outcome of this game if the Sox won. And I don't know if that's just the buildup in Jose's career, but he is the leader of this team, Johnny. He is hands down the leader of this team. And if the Sox are going to do something in this playoffs, maybe it's win a series. Maybe it's win two series. Maybe it's make it all the way to the World Series. Maybe it's win the World Series. Who the fuck knows? But if the Sox are going to do something in this postseason, Jose Abreu is going to have to be a part of it. One, because he's the leader. Two, because he is an MVP candidate. If he struggles, the Sox are going to struggle. You could say the same thing about Tim Anderson. I'm not going to try and discount him right now. But Jose Abreu is the lifeblood of this team. And if they're going to do something, they need him performing. He performed today. You see him come out there, hit that two-run bomb. Again, go back to Tim Anderson. He's on base. So there you go, right there. Those two guys, Tim Anderson, Jose Abreu, they are the lifeblood of this White Sox team. When they're performing, this team does well. When they're not, we know what the outcome is going to be. Yep, Jose, for you. Lo- Got it done today.
0: Yep, v- very well said, Tony. Uh, I don't really have too much to add after that. Let's just get to the rest of the scoring here. Uh, Yasmani Grandal solo shot, a- as I, a- you know, kind of preluded preluded to. Um, in the intro segment, but uh that made it Ford nothing white sox beautiful backdrop there. love seeing that from Yaz. get a little confidence for him going because um I think something that uh, can be talked about uh, around him is, yeah, he's you know usually pretty damn reliable uh, throughout a season, but when you go back with this time um with the Dodgers, I think he was a little bit better with the Brewers, but at least with the Dodgers, he was just abysmal during the postseason. So nice to see that for Yaz uh, in game one here.
1: How uh, sexy he's uh, got there right
0: he bought him on yeah oh, it, was, it was beautiful it was excellent and his expression on his face too was awesome he's like yeah i fucking got that one that's literally <laughs> what he that's what he's saying to himself in his head so um and then uh, bottom of the eighth, though, is when the A's got their run. Uh, Loriano grounded into a force out. Canna scored. Uh, that was Evan Marshall pitching at the time, but that was Lucas Giolito's run. Uh, he had let the runners on first and third, and that's when Marshall came in with nobody out. Um, that was the first out. Got a line out to Timmy for the second one, and then uh, Bummer came in after that uh, and was able to induce the ground ball uh timmy to get the third out in that inning that was it though that, that did it for the scoring today uh just running down uh some of the top performers timmy three for four uh two bagger scored a run uh grandal one for four at the home run abreu two for four at the home run two rbis uh adam Engel two for four at the double and a home run and then lucas giolito obviously we read his line earlier but seven innings pitch two hits one earned run one walk eight strikeouts excellent and I see Luis Robert I know it didn't result in any runs or anything I think it was a two out hit but they see him get a hit too as well because we saw him kind of I wouldn't say resurge to his levels but uh, look a little more comfortable at the plate and he finally got a few through uh, after that whatever over 29 stretch or whatever it was um, over the weekend against the Cubs and I see him do it uh, on the big stage here today so uh, yeah any other thoughts from the box score here
1: No, I I actually did really enjoy seeing Luis Robert get some hits in this game. Um, You know, I I really think that he's going to be an important part of this offense in this postseason. Um, Obviously, we haven't closed this one out yet. But if the Sox are going to make a deep run, you're going to need Luis Robert to get back to the level that he was in August. You're absolutely going to need to see him get back there. And there has been signs of life with him over the last two games to see that he can get back there. And I really think personally that getting out of the AL Central matchup today for him was important. Because the scouting report amongst the AL Central kind of figured him out, Johnny. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah, I could say that at the end there for sure. Yeah, so I, I think that that was important for him to face some other pitchers around the league. Um, just guys that have not faced him before. And I think that uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. But Houston winning that game today was important for Luis Robert because I I feel like if we can close this out, if Houston can close it out, you're going to see a big series from Luis Robert. Might be the meatball take of the day, but I'm going to go there. All right. I'm here for it. I like it. Yeah.
0: It's just nice to see him trending uh, back up to, you know, where we know he can be, uh, especially after how down in the dumps uh, he was. And you could see it just in his facial expression, then obviously in the results in the box score. So other than that, uh, bullpen management, I thought was fine. Um, you know, there, yes. there's always going to be someone with the stink about it. Some people want, you know, Giulio to stay and others. Say, oh, he shouldn't have even gone out there to start the A thing. Um, ended up working out. Uh, you know, Evan Marshall comes in. Uh, maybe you'd like him to finish that inning itself. Uh, bummer but uh you know what it's okay because bummer is able to come out after that uh, because he completed the inning um, with that one ground out that he induced. So then, obviously, cocktats are for closers, Tony. Uh, you went live on Periscope, let the people know. Uh, I think that's going to have to be a tradition here. Um, hopefully, we see it many, many more times here uh, throughout these last couple of days of September and uh, into October. So, um, Alex Calme, that I believe, um, because he was on the race team that was you know bound for the postseason, but that's when they traded him to the Mariners. The Mariners are out of it. So, um, this was Alex Calme, as I believe they said on the postgame show um, for NBC's sports that
1: uh, this was his first playoff appearance. You know what? Cocked hats are for closers is definitely a thing. Uh, Alex Calame just exudes confidence when he steps in in a save appearance. And, you know, he might make it interesting, Johnny, but he gets the job done. And that's something that we here at Sox on Tap appreciate. We commend and we celebrate. So, I will make that a tradition if Alex Calme continues through this postseason. I'll go live every time he's coming in the ballgame.
0: Yeah, we'll love it. Kind of started that on uh, Saturday night, even though it wasn't necessarily a safe situation. But he was coming in to get his work uh, before the postseason. Then work then, work today when you did it. Um, obviously, I wasn't there, but hopefully we can be together for a future one here. Um Do you have any final thoughts on today's game? I mean, hard to be dissatisfied really with anything. Ricky was fine. That could be a point to bitch about even in a win we have before. Um, I got, I got nothing. I think it was fine going to Marshall, and then, you know, uh, you you pull the plug it, it, when, you know, just no BS here. There's no leaving him out there, uh, letting them get roasted. You, you go to your next best high leverage guy, uh, and then just ramp it up once even more uh, for Kyle May in the ninth. So uh, the, that's my final ones. You got any? And then we can just move on to tomorrow's game.
1: Yeah, final thoughts. Number one, if you're a White Sox fan, this is the first time you've had a playoff win. In over a decade, soak it in, celebrate tonight. If you're listening to this tomorrow, being, what is that, Wednesday tomorrow, Mm -hmm. crack a beer. I don't care what time it is. You're listening to this, (laughs) crack a beer, soak it in, just fucking drink it down, and enjoy the fact the White Sox, it's 2020. It's been a shitty year for everybody, all around the block. Soak it in, drink it up, enjoy it. Get a little buzz and just think, hey, the White Sox did something this year. If everything else goes wrong from here on out, you had today. You had today to celebrate and think back to yourself like I've watched shitty baseball for 10 fucking years and this fucking sucks. But today the White Sox were able to do something. So enjoy that. Now, number two, wash that down as you're as you're drinking that beer on your last sip go to your fucking liquor cabinet take a shot and realize the Sox have a lot of fucking work to do <laughs> get ready <laughs> because you got to close this series out if you want to be cool and tough you got to close this series out so that means we have to win one of the next two ball games so maybe take a shot maybe take two get there and then put on thunderstruck for like fucking five times on repeat And just get yourself amped up for tomorrow because the Sox are going to be playing in an elimination game to advance in the postseason. When, When we started this year, I don't think any of us thought that that would be a possibility. So get yourself ready for that tomorrow. We're in a great fucking position considering where we started this year even before all of the nonsense that happened with COVID, the short season, the labor dispute, everything. We're in a great fucking position. We can close out a playoff series victory tomorrow. Yep. I don't think anybody thought when you listen to this show back in January, we'd be saying you can close out a playoff series tomorrow. I know I didn't. I don't think Johnny did. I don't think anybody thought that in, in, like, Chicago, that the White Sox this year would be closing out a playoff series potentially tomorrow. So final thoughts are go get the job done tomorrow, guys. Here we are. Here we are. Enjoy it. Enjoy this right now because, God forbid, something happen and we, we blow this one. We have today. That's how I'm looking at this playoff run is every time we take a step forward, this is better than we've had in so fucking long. So enjoy it. Well,
0: that's said, all Tom. I've got to say. Yeah, well said. live in the moment, I think, is my biggest takeaway from what you said there. Uh, Let's get into tomorrow's game. Uh, Like you uh, were talking about a little bit, what we need to prepare for. That will be a 2.10 p.m. start out in Oakland Wednesday, September 30th on ESPN. Once again, it will be Dallas Keuchel for the White Sox versus Chris Bassett for the Oakland A's. Dallas Keuchel on the 2020 season six and two one nine nine ERA over eleven games sixty three in the third innings struck out forty two had a one oh nine WHIP Chris Bassett on the other hand five and two 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 nine ERA over eleven games those are sixty three innings pitched fifty five punch outs and a one point one six WHIP so um, you know Bassett kind of a recently found uh, gem for them Tony.
1: Yeah, former White Sox prospect, um, right-hander, so you can't sit on the uh, sox beating left handers all the time uh, kind of mantra we got here. Um, But if the White Sox are going to win this game, do exactly what you did today. Get to the starter early, pour on some runs late.
0: Yeah, definitely. And, uh, it, you know, that's... there's a possibility that uh, Eloy Jimenez returns tomorrow, so that could be an extra little thunder in the lineup. Yes. Um, you know, uh, he I, I believe he would have been available to uh, for a pinch hitting role today. And obviously they didn't need that. Luckily, uh, that's a good thing. I'll let him get his rest there. Um so, you know, we never know. Uh, we're, we, you know, we're recording this at f- almost 6 p.m. Uh, after this game on Tuesday. Uh, so we don't know what the lineup will be, but you know, if you stay tuned to the Socks on Tap Twitter account, um, we'll try to retweet that and get our picks to click out, um, as well. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I mean, you know, we got to have the same approach, and, and that is big on getting on the guy early. Um, don't, you know, obviously you want to be, uh, a little patient, you want to be swinging at junk, but uh, they made it a point, And I think, you know, for as much as people complained about the ESPN broadcast, and you know, every, you think you're going to have complaints about any broadcast, never going to be up to your standards totally all the time. But one uh, good thing that they mentioned, I like the stat that they'd said um, out of like the 39 strikes that uh, Lazar. Uh, yeah, the, the A started a starter day through. Um, the, the White Sox were at least swinging at like you know like something like thirty four of them, something like that. So um, you know, the, keep, keep that mentality and be aggressive. Uh, I, I think that that could play into their favor. Um, you know, because it's do or die for them, for the A's, uh, the White Sox. If they lose, uh, there would be a game on Thursday uh, to decide this one. Uh, but if the A's lose, they're going the fuck home. So that's another thing you have to keep in mind. They, they are going to be pressing. Some my, my hockey terms coming back to me. They will be pressing. It's uh, for sure. And it, it has been a bit of a drought there. I believe they haven't won a playoffs. Yeah, playoff game even uh, in Oakland since 2013. I know he was like to rag on the Twins, and they got a long streak now up to 17 games, uh, which is beautiful. It's hilarious. Uh, even if they come against the Astros. The asterisks, but um, the, the A's, uh, they, they have some organizational pressure on them. I think so.
1: Yes, there's absolutely organizational pressure. Uh, I like that term on the Oakland A's tomorrow. Um, you've got a guy taking the mound for the White Sox who's been there before. I don't think Dallas Keuchel is phased one bit by his start tomorrow. I think it's just another day in the office for him. It is absolutely another day in the office for him. And I want to say that this was an excellent signing by the White Sox to have Lucas, G- Lucas Giolito start game one and then go to Dallas Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel, a guy that's been there, knows what he's doing. Calm, cool, collected, that's fucking cool and tough. The Sox have Dallas Keuchel starting tomorrow to shut this down and this series. This was maybe not what Rick Hahn envisioned, but had hoped for when he made that signing. And here we are with things playing out the best case scenario for Rick Hahn and the White Sox. So give credit where credit's due. We're all about that on the show. We're also all about prove us wrong. We're also about celebrating victories and calling guys out when they need to be called out. Right now, this is the time to sit there and say, "Dell's Keuchel, great fucking signing. Because, Johnny, I'm going into tomorrow's game with a lot of confidence. Yeah, Because yeah, it- of who's on the mound
0: absolutely keichel is four and two three four seven era in his playoff history so uh you'd mention calm cool collected uh that's what he does so he does he, he has had success in the playoffs and i expect that to continue tomorrow um before the series i had legitimate concerns about you know just the whole scheme of things and um the i didn't know if they would be able to flip a switch just because they are still such a young inexperienced team um and you know it could have gone awry uh, if lucas Giulio's command wasn't there early today so you know if that that were to happen, we'd all be talking about, oh, well, they, you know, just gave up after they clinched a the playoff spot. But obviously that's not the case. They were able to lock in and use that off day first time they'd had one in a long time uh, in between there. So I think that was big for them. Uh, to kind of uh, regroup a little bit. And uh, I'm glad they were able to do it and execute, actually. It sounds all great on paper. sounds great when the White Sox Twitter account's tweeting the, the lock emoji and all of that. I was getting so frustrated seeing that all the times. It's like, you didn't show me you were locked in at any point after you clinched the playoff spot. Um, but obviously, they, they did. And that's the... One of the one things that we love here on this podcast, Tony, prove me wrong. They did exactly that. Um, looking forward to tomorrow's game. It'll be exciting, like you said, clincher scenario
1: here. So let's get some uh, picks to clicks. Who's getting it done? Before I get my pick to click, I almost want to prove me wrong shirt with the uh, with the negative Nani face yeah. on yeah. it. I'd wear that every day. Uh, but if I'm gonna go pick to click, I mean Grandal looks so good today. I have to go with Grandal. Just, he looked locked in at the plate. I'm assuming he's going to be your catcher tomorrow. If they keep Edwin and Carnacion out of the lineup, I would expect James McCann to be your DH, if not Eloy. So I'm assuming that Grandal is going to be in the lineup. I'm going Yasmani Grandal.
0: All right. I, I like it. I am going to go with, um, Tim Anderson. Uh, it's easy. He, he had, you know, three hits today. E- easy to just go and point to that and do it. But, um, I, I like the kind of uh, swagger that he brings, you know, you're talking about, I said, uh, they didn't do their homework when they started a lefty against us, um, in, in game one. And obviously saw that played out on the field. And Tim was talking about that a little bit after the game, uh, when he was being interviewed, um, but I think he can get it done against both. And uh, even if those are three more singles, but he ends up scoring two runs, uh, you know, that could be the, like we like to call it the straw that stirs a drink. I uh, could definitely see that happening. So I will go with Timmy uh, multi-hit performance. So I think that uh, about does it here. Uh, you got a uh, shout out before we wrap these
1: things up for good. Do I have a shout out? Let me just shout out. Everybody that I interact with on White Sox Twitter, enjoy this one. Celebrate tonight. I mean, you can go from Sean Roberts. You can go to White Sox sale. Jason Hosking. Did you, did you see Jason Hosking on the piano today? <laughs> I didn't. That's awesome. You got to go, go look at Jason Hosking's account, Johnny, if you haven't seen it. He was on the piano this morning. And I, I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. Go find Jason Hosking on the piano this morning. I mean, just the content that's come out over the last 24 hours for the White Sox. Fucking phenomenal. Fucking phenomenal. I'll shout out uh, b Sun did a fucking uh, over at Sox on 35th, did an awesome uh, hype video. Uh, the White Sox Twitter account, awesome hype video. Like I was ready to run through a brick wall this morning. And I don't say that very often, but holy shit, man. This has been more than I can ask for from this team this year. I'm just going to shout out White Sox Twitter in general. If I haven't mentioned your name and I interact with you, I'm shouting you out right here, right now. Let's enjoy this together. Johnny, who you got? Yeah, so
0: I mean, it, it'd be hard to go and list all of them, but um, kind of a more you know blanket one here. Everybody that had uh, wished me a happy birthday and then is sharing in the joy um, uh, of this White Sox win today on White Sox Twitter. Um, really appreciate the uh, birthday love, and obviously it's great that we all get to uh, be celebratory on it. So um, there are a number of people, Herb Lawrence, Pete, and uh, you know, um, yeah, Sean Roberts, uh, B. and uh, the Sox and Thirty Fifth guys, all of them. Everybody who, who has said. Um, One White Sox sale. I mean, I could go on and on all day here, but if you did send me that, please, uh, I hope I responded to you. Um, But if I didn't, here's your thank you. So uh, that about does it here for this show, Tony. Um, make sure you go to ontapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Follow us on Twitter at SoxOnTap and at ontapsportsnet. If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. We would appreciate it. So, Tony, that about does it. Let's close this thing down and enjoy a few more beers. White Sox and two. White Sox forever.
1: Are you a sports card collector? Are you looking to buy or sell your vintage cards? If so, contact Josh over at Midwest Vintage Cards. With over 25 years of experience in the field, Midwest Vintage Cards will pay you cash for your collection. Check out their eBay store by searching Midwest Vintage Cards or follow them on Instagram at Midwest Vintage Cards. Contact Josh at 847-602-8604 or email him at josh at midwestvintagecards.com to get your quote today.